I'm wondering if Volvo may have won an award. An award? For an what? An award for the most words to throw at one vehicle. Oh, you mean the name of this car? Volvo S60 T8 all-wheel drive recharge ultimate with the black package. Yeah, I think that's a that lot. might be a new record here on the show. I'm glad to be driving it. I kept finding more words that related to the car. You Just can, for the title. You know that R design and momentum and inscription nomenclature, that's yes. hit the recycle bin too. <laughs> because there's new levels mm. for what you call the car. And we're in the ultimate edition, but then the there's ultimate. the styling packages, You're which right. include dark and bright and black edition. So it's the black edition of the ultimate trim level. That just means you get a better stereo and some trim packages, but we'll get there. Yes. This thing has a two liter engine. The same one they put is, in everything. Well, it's the same one, but the name of the engine has changed. You remember wow. that brilliant T6 engine that was turbocharged and supercharged? Mm -hmm. The name of that has been changed to the B5 engine because it's only turbocharged. It's a mild hybrid engine connected to an 18.8 kilowatt battery in this car. Oh, and it's on the T8 platform, which is the designation for the highest performance you can get on all the platforms that these Volvos are built on. So now you have a B5 engine on the T8 designation uh -huh. car, mild hybrid, black edition, ultimate all-wheel drive, recharge. I'm exhausted. Confused yet? Because we are. All that together, Yes. the turbo engine uh -huh. plus the hybrid system Oh yes. makes 455 horsepower and 523 pound-feet of torque. That's a lot. Yeah, I, I think we may have to say that again because I don't think you ever look at this and think it's powerful. And I know no, that in the no. world of electric cars, we all are looking for a 700 to 1,000 horsepower number. This is a, a 4,500 pound car, which is not light, but not wildly heavy. But 455 horsepower, yeah. 523 pound-feet of torque yeah. is, I'm sorry, recalibrate yourself. That's a lot. That's a lot. When I started driving this, I thought, this feels really powerful. Then I looked at the number and I was like, is it really that powerful? Did you ever just give it all the beans? Yes. It's electric car quick, but yes. of course it's got the electric motor, mm -hmm. but because it's a parallel hybrid, you have an eight-speed transmission, yes. so then the engine is always screaming. It is always when you're When you're howling. flat to the yes. floor, yes, yes. you're going to leave everybody. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about the ultimate hybrid edition Volvos. If you're driving a Hellcat, everybody knows. If you're driving sure. most big powerful sedans, a big S-Class Mercedes or a super powerful BMW, people kind of know, even if they're not very kind of car people, they kind of know that's it's probably kind of quick. I don't think anybody thinks this is quick. No. I don't think anybody looks at this. The even, driver doesn't think it's quick. The driver quick. doesn't quit. You're absolutely right. Every time. <laughs> Including the person you, driving. You talked about flooring it. Every time I did, I was surprised anew. Yeah. It is a little more powerful than you expect. And I think whatever you think of that number, if you think that number is not big, this is a surprising amount of power yeah. in here. I'm never used to it. Now, granted, we only have it for a week, but I'm never quite like, oh yeah, I'm used to that. No, I'm just like, really, it has that much? The surprising thing is though, it's not sold or billed as a sports car or a not sports performance car True. because there is an addition higher than this that is the Polestar engineered True. version. So we're in the ultimate, but mm -hmm. it's not the ultimate. It's the penultimate. It's almost there. It's <laughs> almost there. Ultimate means there's no more above it. I agree. It and should. then there's the Polestar, which is uh, above the ultimate. Yes. And it's even more powerful and mm -hmm. faster. That is the performance sedan if you're truly looking. But it's $63,690. We're already up there in terms of price. We are, but I have to think about all the competition getting this level of refinement, luxury, and performance from any of the competition. Sure. You're going to spend 10 to 20 grand more. Sure, yes. And that's the thing about it. On one level, you can say, okay, almost $65,000, isn't that a lot?
lot. But then if you start shopping for what this gives you, you can't touch anybody else. Well, that's true. I it's think a value. in that regard, this is an incredible value for yeah. an ultimate sleeper car. I have a few things I don't love, but I started to think about how people use these big executive cruisers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You need to be comfortable. Yes, these seats are great. They're great. You need to feel like you have enough power anytime you need it. No, you're going to have more than you need anytime you need true. it. This has more than enough. Well, more is enough, right? Yeah, it is. It, but more it, is it, always it, enough. In our, in our math, more right. is always enough, yes. <laughs> but it has that kind of just fly when you need it to or hang back and just be calm when just you need coast it to. And, and because it does glide. the 40 miles roughly of EV, you could probably, a lot of people could commute on this and never burn any gas. Yeah. Like it's almost 30 miles to the gallon when you are burning gas. Yeah. I'm really struggling with who is the car that tops everything this does when I start to think about the value. Now, if you push it really hard, it does reveal the fact that this is ultimately a front-wheel drive bias chassis. Yes. The electric motor is actually the rear axle, which is funny because if you ask for all the electric motor, it'll try to squeal the back wheels, which is hysterical. Did you try? Uh, kind of. Semi-accident. How, how do you know this? I, I did a sharp corner and I gave it all okay. of it. And the traction control okay. stepped into it. Hang on, we're still a Volvo. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Easy. Safety third Easy. first. Where does safety fall on? It's first and second. Then we get to third. <laughs> right. So so that is right. that is the reality. It's This is not a performance chassis, but I bet you 99% of people that would ever buy in this class of vehicle will never feel like this is anything other than great dynamically. I don't think it's phenomenal, okay. but I think for the market, it does everything it needs to, including dynamically. And I don't think if you were in the Mercedes or the Audi or the BMW, you would prefer the dynamics in the way most people drive. The dynamics might be better, but I don't think most people will discover that. Speaking of discovery, both Todd and I got in. We were looking for the button that turns it into sport mode. Every car, Every now car has, has, a mode. has the button. Well, it's it's a visible button near the shifter or somewhere immediately apparent on the instrument panel that changes the car into sport mode well, or but something is, beyond that. But sport mode. But Look this sport as a mode. hybrid, you know it has modes. Just charge it or don't charge it. Run it later, run it now. It has to have modes to toggle through. There was no chance when I got in this car it just exists in one mode. I so I call. went looking I and I called you. <laughs> Does this car have sport mode? Yes, as a matter of fact, uh -huh. it is the little gear on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and you push that, mm -hmm. and then at the very top, you get the driving settings. So once you touch driving, But the problem the is you're trying here. to do it while you're driving, and it's easy to it, hit the it, wrong it, one. Which I just did. Uh -huh. So it's buried mm -hmm. in a menu, and by the time you figure it out, and then you're now deep into a screen, and now you're reading the description between <laughs> hybrid, power, pure, and you constant all-wheel yes. drive, there's a little description. It's like a tooltip for each little setting of the car. And you're reading them all. And guess what? Your eyes have been off the road for about 10 to 15 seconds. That's not good. You just should have mm -hmm. a button down by the weird twisty knob thing. Yes. It's a volume knob to turn on the car. Yeah. You turn it one way to start, and then you turn it the same way to stop same it. Same way to stop it, yes. That's it's, weird. It's a single direction volume knob. So yeah. here we are in driving mode. Uh -huh. You read the little description in hybrid mode. Well, let's see. Acceleration, driving dynamics, and fuel consumption are optimized for efficiency. <laughs> Do I want that? Well, let's select the next one. Uh -huh. The power. Well, that enhances steering and suspension feedback and optimizes power for sportier driving. Well, let's see. Do I, do I feel like that? <laughs> I will defend it by saying you're probably only going to read that once when you buy this car. Volvo has also renamed these, I think, just to be different. Mm. Comfort, sport, 
Sport Plus, if there is one, and Eco. That's it. <laughs> Why right. haven't we decided? There needs to be a meeting about that. You're right. But I, but I will say There this. needs to be Even... a global meeting of all the minds. We decided on the paddles. All the what CEOs. What are we doing about the modes? I agree with that. What are the modes going to be called? They're all the same. We have a button. The end. Even if you aren't reading the descriptions. You've read the descriptions. You've memorized the descriptions. You know you want power mode or pure mode or whatever. My big issue, back to where you started, is if you're driving, you are too touchscreen steps down to get to it. For something like that, that you're going to change on a whim, it needs to be tactile. Yes. It's two screens deep. It needs to be a button where you know it needs to be muscle memory. As somebody that owns a plug-in hybrid now, you're going to want to constantly be changing the settings to optimize. That's something you as a driver are going to want to do. Yeah. That's on the same screen. Yeah. So even if you're not sporty driving, you're going to want to change the way the car is operating as just somebody that's commuting, and that's still down in the screen. So mode should be a button. That's really where we're landing. Oh, man. <laughs> and this starts engine stop button knob thing, I get it that you twist it. It's to the right to start it. It should be the left to stop it. That's how human brains think. It's a one-way volume mode. On, off. <laughs> I don't get it. Yes, it's like, <laughs> I want to adjust the volume up and down. Same direction. Well, what, what this is, it would be as if you had a key that was like, start the car, stop the car. But no key works that way. These are the things that I'm talking about that annoyed me from a user perspective in a car that I actually think is done very well and I like to drive. Agreed with that. The exterior styling on the S60, as a matter of fact, all the Volvos look beautiful, mm. but they don't scream fun. Just calm down. Mm -hmm. But the subtleness is actually very elegant and it makes these Agreed. look very expensive, even Agreed. though they are a bargain. Same thing in the interior, the jewel-like thinking continues. Mm -hmm. And with the Ultimate Package, you get the Bowers and Wilkins stereo, you get the 19-inch wheels. Most of it is the appearance upgrade. Yes. You don't really get a lot of extra performance in the Ultimate version. You have to go all the way to Polestar to get a differently engineered chassis that also costs more at that point. So the Ultimate, I would land here mm -hmm. for a fully loaded car. And you're right, from a price standpoint, this competes like crazy. You get the Aura Force Swedish Crystal Knob when you upgrade mm. to the Ultimate down here. It's, uh, you know, it's a nice you can shift with crystal. Yes, you can. And it's a very clean, beautiful, interesting instrument panel. This is Volvo flavor. I don't feel like anybody else is copying them. I noticed I the Subaru WRX screen is very vertical with the vents that look just like these. True. But it's still, this still stands a on its own. A lot of style in here, a lot of space. Mm -hmm. And then there's the seats. We have raved about Volvo seats for mm -hmm. decades yep. now. And these particular seats are thin, they're heated, the, they have the thigh bolster mm -hmm. support that actually overlaps the main cushion, and it's sculptural. It's now on the level of furniture that you just like to own because you want to look at it. I and agree. Yeah. Oh, you can sit in it too. Mm -hmm. That's how good these seats are. Plenty of backseat space. There's amazing backseat space. This is an space, actually, excellent yeah. car, and you want to be in this. Yeah. I was down the block in this and thought, this drives well, doesn't it? This I mean, I just, well. I just started. Yeah. So it, it's, it actually, it's excellent to drive, and you need to drive it. I do.
For 2023, Volvo has said that all of their vehicles will either be full EVs mm -hmm. or hybrids. So mm -hmm. electrification at some point. Yep. But on their website, it still says gas cars are available. So if you're looking for the gas <laughs> version of the S60, you can use autotempest.com. Mm -hmm. Our friends at autotempest.com slash everyday use that so they know that we sent you. You can search not only dealers, but you can search for used cars, used S60s. Yep. And up to 2023, you can search for the gas version version of this, even though we do like the hybrid a lot. This I mean, is excellent. Yes, this facelift actually results in more electric range, but there was a prior plug-in hybrid with a little bit less electric range. Those will be yes. on Auto Tempest as well. Plus, it'll help you find actual local dealers if you're looking for new ones. Exactly right. So don't forget autotempest.com when you're searching for this or anything like it. The S60 is also equipped with Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, mm -hmm. but it's not wireless. I mean, what are we, Neanderthals? Like, I thought we lived in the future because here. Because they really want you to be dealing with the Google world. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you have to plug your phone in and leave it in the box that doesn't hold the phone, actually. It's not big enough to it's, hold any modern phone. It it's may be the world's smallest center console. Too small. Yeah. I thought that the yeah. Cayenne that my wife and I just got was the smallest. <laughs> this is smaller, which is, that's saying something. It's like effort was put forward. Yeah. Crazy. Uh -huh. So instead, what the S6 now comes equipped with is Google Assistant and right on the home screen here so you've got Google Assistant, Google Maps and the Play Store too so mm -hmm. that's already loaded up if you want to use that and bypass your phone altogether you certainly can but if you want to use your phone for nav or anything else you have to have it plugged in. I was wondering why isn't it connecting? Oh, it'll connect the phone it'll do with Bluetooth, Bluetooth. It'll do normal but it Bluetooth won't stuff. Connect the smartphone portion of it. Yep. What mode are we in? Well, I don't know. You can go down to I the have screen to dig and to find it. out. Yeah. Let's see. The settings mode, the, the gear, one. driving. There you go. Okay, I am in hybrid mode. You are in hybrid mode. Look at you. All right. So there's power. See, here I am reading mm -hmm. the little tool yeah. tip. What I'm trying to hit the little text. Yep. This car is not sold as the sports performance vehicle. It's not the True. handling standout nope. that I would like it to be. It's not like we're looking for sports car levels of steering feel here, but this is comfortable and it is still pretty sporty. It's not just a straight line beast only. Agreed. It is beastly in straight line. It's yes, it crazy. is. crazy. Every time you dip in, you think, well, that tasted good. <laughs> Speed is so cleansing. I think every time you do it, you're surprised it's that much more powerful than you yes. expected. I think it is unexpected every single time you hit the accelerator. You're kind of wondering, where's the end of it? Where, where? I kind of want to find the end How? of the internet. Where is it? How did that end up that powerful? <laughs> yes. yes but it's still good on gentle curves. It's not a yes. sports car, no. it's 4,400 pounds, but it's still decent on just sweepers, just generally brisk, purposeful driving. Any kind of normal driving, it would be great at. And that, that actually strikes me as something, this would be a great Autobahn car, except I believe the top speed is limited to like 115? It's 112, actually. Oh, there you go, you 112. were a little generous. I was, I was generous. Maybe, maybe the pe pedal probably wouldn't be nice. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. If you had a tailwind, maybe you could get up to 115. Possibly, possibly, which is Downhill. too bad, because it's amazing to be in something yeah. that's this powerful to know it wouldn't go any faster. Now, I realize in the US it's irrelevant. But when you drive a car like this, I do start to think Autobahn. I mean, it would be, it would be great on the Autobahn, just not fast enough. All this gives you is very sparse instrument panel layout, mm -hmm. which, you know what, is actually okay. It feels like we need to be looking at our phones all the time while we're driving. <laughs> we aren't? That's uh, weird. I see everybody doing it. Uh -huh. It just drives me up a wall. doesn't help you drive. This it is really true. doesn't. Yeah. The phone still doesn't help you steer your it's car. Weird. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not true. voice activated either. So this is just the information you need in a clean, purposeful layout. And it does give you your Google Maps dead yep. center, yep. which is actually really helpful. 
Well, this does have a head-up display. You have to dive deep into the sub-menus again, and that is really the Achilles heel, I think, of this car. All the features in this desperate quest to make a clean, button-free layout, Mm -hmm. even though there are a few here, the things that you really need are still too deep. There's a lot of little things that are so well done, Mm -hmm. but then to get to them, it's sort of like, what happened? They're great, but they're all hidden away. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be one touch setup and never touch again, which is a lot of the thinking that started with Tesla's yeah. and has worked its way through all of the the car industry at large, that you're going to sit there in your driveway for your first time and you're going to spend a couple hours setting it up your way and linking it to your key. And that's great until you want to change something. Yes. And, and you will invariably want to change something. While you're driving. And you're going to think of it. That's the problem. You're going to think while of it while you're, you're driving. driving. Yes. I'll give you another example, and that is the volume knob, which is dead center, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel like it's the volume knob. Even though it does have the play and pause on it, it's right next to the defrost. And immediately I think this is where HVAC controls are. It can't be the volume knob. It It is. Isn't that the fan button? No, it's not the fan button. It's not the the fan speed. The fan speed is only in increments of two. And I know that designers design the shape of the components, the instrument panel, the general shape of things, and then divide that into buttons. And then you apply the user interface after you've got your shapes. And that's clearly what happened here. You want these shapes and a center knob. Now we have to decide, well, okay, what is that knob going to do? Is it going to be fan speed or volume? There were meetings. There were meetings. There were were memos. Emails were exchanged. Replies were made. There was a lot going on. Yeah. But overall, the S60 is a brilliant car to own. And I'm glad that they're still making cars as good as this. Because every time you drive it, you think, I know something nobody else knows. Yes. It's the, the discovery about this and how good it is to drive and how comfortable it is. The seats are the dead giveaway that this is designed for road trips. I mean, this is where I want to be sitting for long distances. Agreed. This and is the car to do it. I would happily commute in this. I would happily cross country in this. Yes. You could take the whole family. I mean, the, the, the things you normally hear people shopping for, for SUVs now, this does all of that. It's got a good sized trunk. I mean, I think this is maybe one of the biggest sleepers in the market right now. decide to taste all the power like like this yeah see the engine's just gonna scream at me though that's quick that's a lot that's quick i think the license plate should just be gotcha so that when you pass somebody they're like what on earth is the volvo gotcha and then when the cop pulls you over he can be like gotcha (laughs) (laughs) works both ways yeah dang it hate it when that happens